Today for Trending, we got a few things to talk about. The Yankees finally called up the kids, something that me and Dino have always been talking about. I see Deepa already crouching down in his chair. He's like, oh gosh, I don't want to be talking about the Yankees again. <laughs> but guess what? It's news, so we got to talk about it. Game-changing already, Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells, Everson Pereira, and Oswaldo or Oswald Peraza, it feels like 2016 again to me, Like just like when Judge was called up and all those big prospects, and then the year after the magical 2017 season. It feels like it's the start of something new. What do you boys think? First of all, how dare you say 2016, and how dare you use the word magical for 2017? It no was a magical says- ride. It was a magical ride, and it was stolen by the Astros. No World Series came from it, and I don't care that they were cheating. The Nationals knew they were cheating and beat them. So um, it's exciting. I told you last podcast, I like watching Young Bucks play over aging vets. It's been too long. Um, You called them up at the point to figure out what they have left. You're still nine games back from a wild card. I could care less how exciting it is. You did it at the at the wrong time. I don't care about the contracts and the roster a- expansion. You should have done it when you had the chance, when you were still competitive. It's it's frustrating. I, I'll watch the Yankees the rest of the year just to see how they do, but I'm not happy with the time frame of it and that the season's basically a wash. On top mm-hmm. of that, Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy Young on a losing team. That's pathetic. And it just seems like Florio keeps getting left behind, and I don't understand why. So... I'm I'm still frustrated with the Yankees. I think it's pretty cool. Dino, you've been talking about it. You've wanted the young guys to come up for a while. Jason Dominguez hitting a dinger off of Verlander. First pitch in his first A-B. Pretty awesome to see. So, you know, you can't fault him, you know, for bringing him up. But I think you're right, Dean. I think it's, you know, too little too late at this point. And the Angels, they made some moves. Last week we were talking about that, how they did all those waiver moves. But I felt like we were talking about how the Angels are kind of a joke of a franchise. And guess what? I have some news for you that just even further proves my point here. The Angels made all their moves last week to get rid of payroll, according to Jeff Passan. And yet, they are still slightly above the luxury tax threshold. This doesn't seem real. So their plan to cut some money to get under that tax threshold didn't even follow through. They can't do anything right here. Can't even do that right. So I, I do take back what I said after re-listening to the podcast. In, in the modern era of baseball since 2000, this might be the biggest flop um, from a general manager perspective I've ever seen. Uh, having said that, they're tied to Anthony Rendon. You know, just bite the bullet because you're, you're not going to find anyone to trade him. So just buy him out. Buy him out, take the hit because there's no reason to have him around. Guy just rides a Peloton every day and eats strawberries in their clubhouse. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when you factor in them, well, I guess we'll see what happens with Otani, but everyone seems to think that he's not re-signing there. You factor in Otani not coming back, it might be the biggest gap at the deadline in baseball history. I, I agree because yeah. at, the time, at, the, at the time he was healthy. Yep, yep. And everybody was saying trade him. The, the, you know, the Angels aren't going to do anything with it. it. It was either at that point was the breaking point, and they unfortunately chose the wrong one. And I do think Trout requested trade in the offseason. I just, speaking mm-hmm. of, he uh, uh, requested a direct meeting with management to discuss the team's future direction. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that spells trade me. I would be frustrated if I'm Trout. 
I don't know if you guys saw, but today I posted a little quick video that I made, and I said a crazy, crazy hot take to some people, but some people agreed with me. So, this is the first time I'm really using this button, but it's time for a little hot take with Jacob. So, my hot take. Right now, Shohei Otani is on the, not on the IL, but he's no longer pitching. We now know that he has a tear in his UCL. Is it crazy to say that I personally think, after watching last night and just seeing this dude play this season, is Aaron Judge the best player in baseball? Because if you take Otani out of it, and he's not pitching, and he's just a hitter, Aaron Judge has some pretty prime defense, and he's, in my opinion, the best hitter in MLB. Even when Otani is healthy, I still think Otani. I still think uh, Judge is the best hitter in baseball, and they both have their problems with the injury bug. But as of today... Right now, is Aaron Judge the best player in baseball? And I would get it if you said Okunia and Betts. But what do you guys yeah, think? I think? Is that I'm, crazy to I, say? I think I'm going – I think it's a little crazy. I don't know. I don't have the defensive metrics behind it. But I would say I would pick Acuna over Judge as the best player in baseball right now. Injury history, they both have a little bit of it. But um, I think Acuna is a little bit more exciting. Now, let me just say, too, I know that Judge strikes out a lot. Right now, if you actually look at his stats, he strikes out like one every three of his at-bats, which is absolutely crazy. Ooh. But the dude still has, after that, over 1,000 OPS. He's only played in 82 games, and he has 31 home runs, only 13 shy of Otani, who's played the whole season. I don't I feel think like I have a case. Uh, you, you, you probably have a case, but I don't know how far that case takes you. Is he... Is he a top five or top ten baseball player right now? Like uh, excluding pitchers, right? Let's just exclude pitchers, from just position players. He's probably on that list, but you know, like it, it's just you can even throw Mookie, Freddie, um, Olson, like Acuna. Like there's a there's a lot of young talent in the league that statistically is better than Aaron Judge now. Am I saying that Aaron Judge is not exciting to watch? No, I think he's probably a top two exciting player, top three exciting player to watch. So I do think you have a case, but I, I'm not, I don't think he's the best player in baseball. Fair. I just wanted to see if I was crazy. I had some people agreeing with me, had some people that didn't. Let me tell you, I get it if you don't, but I was just thinking about that to myself. We're just moving on into other sports. Like I mentioned in the best college football traditions, you can go listen to that. We're going to be talking about a little bit college football. College football kicked off this past weekend, and I saw something that we definitely need to talk about. Colorado with a huge upset uh, against TCU. They beat them this weekend. Deion Sanders is the real deal, I think. Is it? Do you, I don't want to talk about Colorado because I feel like we could go on that for a while. But do you think the comments that he said saying Travis Hunter will win the Heisman is that crazy to say week one already? Uh, I mean, as and Diploma, you can talk about this probably better than I do because you probably know the history. But have we ever seen a Heisman be a two way guy? Charles Woodson is the last one that comes to my mind, and he really was. I mean, he ran. It was more gadget plays on offense. He won it from being defensive, and he was a punt and kick returner too. So yeah. um, I would probably say Charles Woodson. No, no, was or was Woodson just purely defense? I think Woodson was just defense. I think he was just defense, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jedi, we can hear your typing clear as day. We can just cut all that. 
Yeah. So, or, or um, who is that? Um... So, D, I mean, D. Paul, like you know better than I do. Like, has there been a Heisman guy that has that has been a two way? Not that I can think of right now, Dino. I was going to say Woodson, but he was just purely defense. Um, I like not that. that I can think of. I mean, if if Hunter keeps putting up the type of stats that he put up in Week One, it's going to be hard pressed not to you know that he's going to be in the running for it. I mean, he had a a huge pick down at the goal line, had like eleven receptions, eleven receptions for a buck forty and a touchdown. Kid basically played like ninety nine percent of the snaps out there during uh, um, during week one. It, it's just absolutely crazy right now. Yeah, so it kind of leads into my, my question of, are you believing the hype in, behind Colorado? You know, I originally didn't. You know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of turnover, a lot of, you know, there was a horrible roster. I think they won one game last year. I know there was a lot of hype coming in with Dion, and he turned around Jackson State. Um, I originally wasn't buying the hype, but, man – I, you know, TCU is ranked. They did lose a lot. So, you know, it's a first tough first game for them. But, man, that offense that Dion put out there is special, man. Anytime you can throw up 50 like that and have your quarterback throw for 500 yards, you got something going. Who happens to be his son. Yep. Who's really good. Um, when you look at their schedule, they're going to be battle-tested two or three more times. They have USC. They have Utah. They have Oregon. Outside of that, it's not that great of a schedule. Can this team win 10 games? Wow, that's asking a lot. I mean, to go from one win to 10, you know, the Pac-12 isn't what it is or what it's used to being with, you know, elite programs. But SC is going to be a a dogfight. Oregon's always going to be tough. You know, Oregon State's ranked 17th this year, too. So, like, even Oregon State's going to be good. Chip Kelly has UCLA playing well. I, if I had to bet, I would say no. I think 10 is too much. I would maybe give them eight, eight and a half. Yeah, so, I mean, all the ranked, te- all the ranked teams in college football took care of business this week except TCU, and some of those college football programs were putting up college basketball numbers. You know, like, <laughs> I, I forget who it was. Oklahoma. They put, up, they put up 81 or 73 or something. Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, look, college football being back is so great for weekends you got the NFL coming up. It's just it, it's Can't a wait. it's a great time. It's a great time. But uh, college football this weekend was good to watch. There, I mean, I, I'm excited to see what Dion does with Colorado. I think he is one of the best motivators I've seen in a while. And recruiters, yeah, got to give him the respect. Yeah. Before we wrap up, though, here at Hot Shots, Dino, what is your final thought? Well, my final thought is this. The Marlins, Giants, D-backs, and Reds are all tied for the final wild card spot in the NL. You have some teams that are fighting to get in. It's kind of cool to see the Marlins in there. Um, you're, you're, you're at this point in, in, in the year, right, where is this the best time of the year? You're, 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 crunching, down to, yeah, you're crunching down to that 162nd game. You're going into October baseball. College football is about to be in full swing. The NFL is about to be in full swing. NHL starts October 13th. NBA starts October 28th. You know what I mean? Like, are we in the, are we, is September, October, November the best three months of the year? It has to be, in my opinion. I think it is. Once, once the, the confluence of all the major sports come together like that, it's something special. And Dino, you're right. Just weekends are different when football season's around, man. 
Except for like that five o'clock, you know, like right after the one o'clock games on Sunday, you're looking at the clock like, damn, tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> like that's a that's a rough time. But no, this is exciting. Baseball is going to be exciting down the stretch. I'm I'm really excited to see those first round matchups. To be honest with you, but this wild card battle in the NL is starting to get a little tight, and uh, I'm interested to see who comes out of it. Don't Kinda. look now. After six straight wins, the Pittsburgh Pirates are six and a half games out of the second wild card spot. Yeah, well, if only you, you know, like if if Santana was still there, and you know. Mm. If Cruz didn't get hurt, if Cruz didn't you know, get came hurt. back. Yep. Um, uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Caught hey, that Jedi. Haywood Jablomi? No. <laughs> Haywood. Shit. Uh, or Vince Velasquez. Yeah, if Vince Velasquez didn't get hurt, now you may think, yeah, he's not a great pitcher at the time. Um, his last five starts before uh, blowing out his UCL, he had like a 1-6 ERA, was a, a 4-1. and one. So, like, really, really was starting to come into his own there. Um, probably would have been traded though, but still he would have picked up a couple more wins and you know, the Buccos would have been even closer to the wild card at this point. And I would say if they were closer and Skeens got lit at his first double a outing, I think he went two thirds of an inning and gave up four yeah, on like four hits. But if they, if they get closer and it, and like it sucks cause he's probably thrown so many innings, but like if Skeens came up, I just, I go back to, this is just the best time of the year. This is the best time of the year. Well, if Skeens got called up, he wouldn't be allowed to play in the playoffs because he wasn't on the active roster by September 1st. So he would only be allowed to play the rest of the regular season. Yeah, and I think they're being very careful with him. You you touched on it, Dino. A lot of innings pitched at, uh, at LSU this year going in through the, the playoff run of the College World Series as well. I think they had a plan to bring him along slowly, let him pitch a little bit. Um, but I don't think they're worried about that. I think they're waiting all, all in on next year, and I think he makes the opening day roster next year. Yeah, I buy that. And Jedi, it sucks for you and I because we're in Florida, but this is the time of the year where the weather starts to switch in Pennsylvania and you can start to feel so it nice. being fall. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I was just talking to my buddies in New York. They were telling me that it was 70 degrees out, and I was like, you're lying because it's 104 where I am right now, and it hasn't <laughs> changed. No. There's no fall coming to Florida, especially South Florida. But that's going to be for all of us here at Hot Shots. Make sure to follow us on social media at Hot Shots Podcasts on all social media platforms. One last thing, Yankees just swept the Astros. We have won the World Series. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>